Welcome to this week in Marymount Warrior Sports here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. I'm Jason Griefer. As always, we're joined by Marymount Athletic Director Tom Neural. Tom, good morning. How are you? Enjoying a little bit of weird, warm weather outside? It is, yeah. Well, you know, you got to take the good as the bad. So uh, <laughs> it's warm. If you want to practice on the turf, you can do that, but you're going to get wet. But uh looks like the groundhog may be right. It may be spring just around the corner. There, I just jinxed us. We'll get snow next week. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks. So, uh, everyone, send your complaints to uh, Tom Nero Care of Marymount High School next week when we, uh, some bad weather <laughs> arrives. Uh, let's get right into it. And uh, something we touched on at the top of uh, last week's show: the uh, cheerleading squad getting to go to down to Florida, and hopefully, maybe they brought back some of the warmer weather. I, I don't know. You you have to tell us. Uh, went down to Orlando for the national championships in uh, cheerleading. So, uh, take us through that. How the experience was for them and. Uh, and ultimately how they wound up performing. Got a little bit of feedback from our coach over the weekend, and they had a their first performance on Friday night, and they knocked it out of the yard. They finished 12th out of the nation, 28 teams, I believe, uh, the highest local uh, finisher from here in the, from here in the town. Um, just a great performance. Coach would disagree with some of the things they took off for in their performance, but 12th place overall, uh, outstanding trip for our cheerleaders the first time they've gone to a national competition like this so great performance for uh for our ladies that went to florida so how do they take that going forward then is is this something now that the the expectation is there now that we can get to nationals this is something that's going to be working towards and and maybe expected year over year uh we're in we're in uncharted waters here so uh it was a great experience for them for the first time ever we we got into a qualifier in uh, Louisville. We went down, and, and of course, we we won that. So we got to go to the national championship. You know, it's, it's very difficult. It's kind of like putting the pieces together because you have to have a squad. You have to have a number of gymnasts or girls who are very good with the gymnastics with the tumbling on the national stage. We are traditionally a sideline cheer group that we mainly do the games, and we have a few tumblers and a few girls that take tumbling, but. If you're going to go on that national stage, you've got to have the people who can jump and twirl and do everything else, um, just like you see on a lot of the ESPN competitions. And uh, traditionally, a sideline group does not have that, but we've got a very special group this year that have been working towards that. So we'll see with graduation. I know we lose a few. We'll see where we go and then uh, see where it takes us next year. Cool experience nonetheless for them. Let's move on to your uh, bowling teams, get uh, good wins Toward the end of the regular season over Clark Montessori last week. A couple of seniors I want to touch on because their careers are winding down on the boys' side. Uh, we've talked about in the past, Dylan Berger here finishes the season with a 198 average. I was looking through some of the numbers. I think half of his games he went over 200. And on the girls' side, uh, Caroline Romick goes out and bowls a 214 in this uh, final match of the regular season, well above her average. I, I have to imagine that's a pretty good way to go out. If you're a senior bowler, to uh, to uh, go two fourteen, it, it is. And I was fortunate to be there during the match. And I told Coach Barr, I was like, "Hey, I think Romick just just rolled a two fourteen down there." And his eyes got uh, really wide on that one because, of course, sectionals are coming up this week. But you're right. Um, you know, Carolyn was a uh, pretty high level soccer player, and she's gotten hurt a couple times, and really embraced the bowling. Has had a great career both years that she's been here and a great team leader. And as you said, Dylan uh, rolling the high scores. We knew he was a bowler. When we started this program three, three years ago, he's done a really good job. Um, he can really crush some numbers. So 
hopefully he has a great sectional tournament and can move on to districts along with uh, Stephen Banks. Stephen's been uh, a guy who's really embraced the game as well since we've added. So you know, hopefully we've named just, just three of the ones that can go on and maybe a few more. Yeah, absolutely. And, and talking about building up this program, like you said, uh, D- Dylan's been a key piece in, in building this program up. Uh, how important is it to have student-athletes like this in the, I guess you could call it, infancy of a program, really embrace it and take it head-on, maybe as if it's the program's been there all along? You know, it's a great program. They've, they've got a great spirit about themselves on both teams, the boys and the girls, and there's a good amount of cheering that goes on for each other. They pull for each other. Um, it's just really been a good bunch to start the program with, and they've had some early success, and there's been some challenges for the younger uh, student-athletes to, to try to reach those athletes that are on a different level, and they've done that, and they've embraced it. Like I said, there's a good esprit de corps as we go out there, and hopefully this is a year that um, a couple of individuals can break through and go to districts. Maybe we get hot on uh, Tuesday with the boys and could qualify for the district tournament as a team. Let's move on to a different type of hardwood basketball team. Uh, interesting week this past week, a uh, beat Redding and then really hang with Deer Park, who, who's an outstanding uh, team. Uh, losing, you lose by just five in that one, but they were right there. It, was, it seemed like it was a one possession game really throughout most of it there. Uh, does that, it, we don't. We always say there's no moral victories in a close loss, but the, with the way they hung in with such a good team, do you think that maybe gives that boys team an extra shot in the arm as they head into a Friday against Madeira and then into the postseason? Yeah, Deer Park's been has had a really good run the last couple of years, and Coach Caldwell in his two years always has the boys well prepared for Deer Park, had them beat going into the last seconds of a game last year, and. Um, Deer Park got a steal right at the buzzer in the layup, and we lost in overtime. And then this year, um, controlled pretty much the first game except for the first minute of the uh, of the first half. This game here, uh, we were down six nothing, eight nothing in the first two minutes. Coach called well, called timeout. Not a whole lot of yelling going on. Just said, you know, is this the way it's going to be? Because you know, if it is, we'll put other guys out there. And the guys responded. I think the next thing we saw was like 13 to 8. So the, the kids responded. They played well. They played hard. Um, they played in control most of the game. Uh, a few mistakes, uh, a few breaks that didn't go our way down the break, down the, uh, down towards the end. And, and it's a different ball game, but a very exciting ball game all the way through the end. So, um, yeah, we gave them everything we had. The, the, the kids were playing really confident that night. Yeah, that helps going to the tournament. We've, we've played great ball the second half of the year. The kids have made the adjustments they had to, to make. Some of the shooters have come out and, uh, and and played great defense. There's a number of games we played great defense. So, yeah, uh, they're excited about going into the tournament. They got a um, they got a really good draw with uh, Clark Montessori, even though they're um, six and uh 15 or whatever they are, you throw the records out because they play in a conference with a lot of really good teams as well. Um, but then you get past them, and then you go to Williamsburg. So it could be a good tournament for us. Uh, as Coach noted, you know, it was funny. We took our place. A couple teams behind us went to other brackets. Uh, we think we're a hot team, and uh, we played a good schedule this year, played a very challenging schedule, and we'll see if that can uh, equate a couple wins into the tournament. Do you think it sort of applies to the the girls' side as well? I mean, they finished eighteen and four of the year, twelve and two uh, in the CHL. Finished second in the CHL with a couple really nice wins this past week over Deer Park and Madeira. Now they have time off 
until the sectionals next week, taking on Ripley Union Lewis. Uh, do you feel like it's the same kind of thing for them? Like they have a, a good draw that can set it for them to make a nice run? They, they do have a good draw. They have a challenging draw because uh, you know Ripley is where Ripley is, and so they don't get a whole lot of local coverage. But they, they have one or two nice players, and then you get past them, you get to the C&E. Who has one or two? I, I believe Ripley has one player that puts up uh, double digits, maybe in the 20s. And so you're going to have that challenge. You're going to have a, a big player inside. You're going to have a guard. You have to challenge them. And plus, when you go to the tournaments, it doesn't matter where Ripley plays. Ripley always brings a crowd. It doesn't matter if it's soccer. It doesn't matter if it's volleyball, but especially boys and girls basketball. They always bring a crowd. They have a home court advantage wherever they go. I'm always impressed with what they bring. Now, the bad thing with a girls' draw is there's a week and a half until they play. They don't play until uh, next Tuesday, the 18th. And so... As you run into uh, tournament times, you know, those hot teams with too much of a break can go cold. Sometimes if you're a cold team, you know, maybe you work your way in, into practice to, to get hot. But, yeah, we always like to keep playing, just keep that momentum, keep that you know, one game, two game a week uh, cycle going. But we don't have that, and so coaches plan some different activities. It keeps girls fresh. They'll get back after, and they'll be ready to play uh, Ripley at 730 on the 18th. Let's move on here as we're uh, winding down this week. And, uh, let's move into the pool. Uh, obviously, the, the postseason got going uh, la- over the weekend. Sectionals up for both the boys and the girls. Let's start with the boys first. And looking at the results, y- you've got to be pretty pleased with how the, bo- how the boys uh, performed there, sending a lot of uh, guys onto the uh, districts. Yeah, we are. They, um, you know, we, we fought some illness, just like everyone does this time of year. But fought some illness uh, going down the stretch here. Of course, Nathan Cox, our, our diver, is having a fantastic year. He's a CHL champion. He's a sectional champ. Um, he's going. He's going to go into districts as one of the favorites to go to state. But but also our other swimmers just just doing very well. Uh, Phil Forbes he qualifies in 200 free and the 100 fly, and Jonah Mike Sell in the 100 breast and the 200 IM. Um, Will Fonstock he's going to go to districts uh, in the 200 free. Andrew Foley's going to go. Uh, and a couple of events in the 100 back, the 200 IM. Um, we have uh, two relays that had qualified for that as well. William Pettifer, he's going to swim in the 500 free in the districts. Um, for some of these swimmers, it's the first time that they've gone to districts. It's a big meet. It's at uh, Miami University. It's going to be Friday morning, so it's going to be a lot of excitement. It's going to be a lot of fun, and these guys are looking forward to it, and hopefully they're healthy and we'll see if we can place a couple of them in the state meet. Over on the girls' side, they just decided we're just going to take care of business and win the whole thing again, uh, winning the sectional meet as a team. Uh, again, another another group that's uh, littered with a bunch that are they're going to go to the districts as individuals. Uh, do you have expectations that this team can get out of the out of the districts and uh, go to state? I know Coach Thome is really high and, and was very complimentary of the team with what they accomplished, as he had mentioned on Saturday, he continues to throw challenges out to these to, to these girls, and they just keep responding, and he's challenged them to drop times. And um, I believe he mentioned that we have uh, 14 girls, I believe, going to districts this week. Um, and of the, I think we sent 18 to the sectional meet. Uh, four that did not qualify had, had personal best in their – in their events, and 14 of them, excuse me, are going on to districts. So uh, just just a great event for them, some 
some very notable events. Jacqueline Young, um, you know, she's a sectional champ in the 200 IM. She's a sectional runner-up in the 200 free relay. Just a couple great races for her. And Lydia Eberline, um, runner-up in the 200 IM. And she's also on a couple of our free relays. Just some great performances out of those two. But the whole team had um, performed well throughout. Some incredible time drops. But then just to place uh, place so many into the districts going forward, it's going to be a fun district meet. So hopefully we can get you know six or, or eight of them to go back to state, throw that in there with uh, two or three boys, and, and maybe a relay. And we're really looking forward to going back to Canton. Canton's so beautiful this time of year. Everyone should go at least twice. Why not just send all fourteen girls to the state tournament? I mean, while, we're, while we're at it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> looking at the qualifiers. They would have some work cut out. Like I said, we had some tremendous time drops. They would have to do that again. Um, but we also have a number, number of young swimmers that qualified. So this will be their first districts as well to see them respond. Um, it's going to be a fun move. Uh, it's certainly shaping up to be. Uh, can't wait to uh, get into that uh, next week when we reconvene, Tom, and uh, talk about that. And hopefully we have a bunch of them talk, going to the state meet when, uh, we, when we do reconvene next week. It'll be fun. So we'll have all that information next week as uh, as we start those plans. So knock on wood, we have a, a good meet, and we won't have any basketball results by then, but we will have bowling results. So good luck to all of our teams that are in tournaments this week, and hopefully our fans that follow us will come out and see the bowlers at Cherry Grove Lanes on, on Tuesday for the boys and Wednesday for the girls. And if you happen to be around the area of Oxford, Ohio, on Friday, you can see the boys swim Friday morning and the girls on Friday evening. There you go. Keep up with everything right there, and uh, follow us, as always, on MarymontSports.com. That is Marymont Athletic Director Tom Neural joining us for this week in Marymont Warrior Sports here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.